Is everybody ready? Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Thank you very much for making us part of your day. We're going to talk to Ryan McDonald coming up here momentarily. He writes for the Deseret News. Covers a lot of jazz, but uh, covers a lot of other stuff as well. So we have a bunch to ask uh, Ryan about. And actually, uh, you know, uh, Gordon, he's, he's going to be a good one to have on because he can uh, talk about so many different things. But we'll certainly uh, get his thoughts on uh, what's going on with Rudy and Donovan. Can we ask him about pigs flying? No. Hey, remember how you were asking why people could uh, criticize others who are doing these videos and things with their extravagant lifestyles? <laughs> Matt, uh, Matt Wells, head coach at Texas Tech, currently as we speak, is one of those people. You should see this palace that he lives in down there. Ridiculous. And he's just getting raked over the coals right now. So, well, he's getting paid a lot of money, and uh, he's living in a place where you can probably afford... Uh a decent house, you know. Oh, you think that's why it's it's cost of living down there? Uh, maybe. He's maybe. living in the Mall of America. I mean, people... This is unbelievable. I, I am not one of these people, but uh, people who claim that uh, amateurism is uh, obscene, th- this is their argument right here. <laughs> this, this video that's in front of me right here. That's all you need to say from here on out. All right. Uh, let's get out to the Sprint special guest line. Uh, they make it uh, safe and easy to get what you need online. Visit these uh, visit Sprint.com for online services and local store availability. He writes for the Deseret News. He's our, uh, he's our good friend Ryan McDonald with us here on the big show on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. In fact, uh, Ryan, where I ran across that Matt Wells video was uh, right there on your Twitter feed, so thank you for that. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely, yeah. That was uh, that was something. That house was that uh, was that the point of posting it, right? Well, so Texas Tech posted the video, and then I just quote tweeted the video. Yeah, I just watched the video, and I was like, oh my goodness, yeah. Uh, it was just yeah, me me commenting. That's a, that's a nice house he's got. And, you know, I, people made the comment about amateurism, and that wasn't necessarily what I was thinking, but but they do have a point, those, those people who are, are making that uh, observation about his house, for sure. So, he, so, Ryan, he's living in the Taj Mahal, but if a student athlete gets an extra burger or two, they could be in trouble? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, when you put it like that, yeah, it, it does seem a little, uh, little questionable, doesn't it? But uh, I don't know. Uh, it's it's it was definitely nice, though. He's definitely uh, doing doing well for himself uh, in the Big Twelve. Can't say I ever saw what his house was like up in Logan, but um, he's I'm, he's doing well for himself, certainly down at Texas Tech Hotel. Ryan, we saw the uh, athletic report last Friday. Uh, we saw Rudy's response uh, via Instagram over the weekend uh, with, about his relationship with Donovan Mitchell. What's your read on what's going on? You know, I, I, I admittedly, you know, haven't been too close to the situation, um, but but I, you know, and, and maybe it's easy to say, "Oh, take Rudy at his at his word," but. Um, 
for now, that's that's the most you know that, that either of them have said, obviously, uh, about this this whole thing, and and the fact that they've they've spoken, um, I think, is a a good start. It, it was clear Rudy did make it pretty clear, um, and then Donovan had earlier that that they really hadn't spoken um, in a, in a long time, and then so this was a, a real rift um who knows how serious really but it was serious to the point that they apparently hadn't been talking and and so i i think the fact that they've they've at least talked um that is it you know anytime i think you're in a anyone's in a quarrel with someone just kind of that breaking the ice is is a big step um in in getting things solved and and so i think that that was a big step and and you know, Rudy, I, I think, you know, Rudy's always wanted to win, and, and I think Donovan's the same way. And and I don't think you need to be best of friends with your co, you know, with everybody you, you work with. As long as you can put maybe differences aside um, when it when it comes down to it, I think that's the important thing. And, and I obviously it might be a while before we, we can see if they really can do that, but... Um, ultimately, I think that's the most important thing. And and if they're good friends along the way, great. But if not, whatever. I don't think they need to be. Ryan, what we do have evidence of is the way they play on the court together. How do you think the fit is from that perspective? Good. Uh, you know, I think uh, I think the the results you know speak for themselves and and. They're all stars, you know, and I think, I think if you lose either one of them, you know, and of course people have been bandying about trade ideas, you know, ever since um, that story came out the other day, and and I, if you if you lose either one of them, uh, the the franchise and the team are, are in a tough spot because um, they've they've set things up for these guys to be the guys. Uh, to be the cornerstones, and, and that's not a secret to anybody, I don't think. And um, if they lose either one of them, the Jazz are worse, um, I think. And and so they need those guys um, to to be together um, for for this for them to get where they want to go right now. And otherwise, it would be a a couple of steps back, and and probably a couple of years to to fix fix and then get back to where they are now for sure ryan mcdonald with us here on the big show on 97.5 and 1280 the zone of course he writes for the deseret news ryan gordon and i were talking earlier today that this season uh, up until this point for the jazz has been very strange right uh with the hot streaks and then cold streaks you know they win a bunch of games and they're the hottest team in the league and then they lose a bunch of games in a row and some of that was scheduled they went through some tougher parts and some easier parts but what do you attribute that to? You know, I I remember tweeting. Um, you see a pattern. I tweet a lot. Um, <laughs> that not long before, um, and I can't remember. It might have even been as recent as the the Toronto game, the last game that they played. But it was if it wasn't that game, it was not long before that that. I I still have no real read on this team in terms of 
like how good they really could be. Um, you know, obviously they're they're good. They're one of the the better teams in in the West, but are they a great team? My um, sixty four. What are we sixty four games in? Um, I, I still don't feel like I I really know um, how how good this this team can be, and and maybe that maybe that's natural with so many new pieces this season. Um, but I don't know. It's it's weird. I, I still, like I said, uh, even this late in the season, I I, I still was was kind of trying to figure them out. And and um, and who knows? Maybe that's maybe part of it is is some of the chemistry issues that were going on. I I don't know. I don't know. But um, but it definitely is weird. And then I was looking forward to the last eighteen games to to see if they could at all more definitively answer the question of of who are we are we are we really maybe the fourth or fifth best team in the in the west or can can they be really elite and i i i hadn't figured it out yet 64 games in yeah it seems like they could they could win a series or two or they might get swept based on yeah. based on these performances you're talking about and okay, Ryan. Then what do you know about the Jazz based on what you saw over those sixty-four games? You know, I I, th- I think it, I I felt confident that they and uh, that they were better offensively. Um, I did feel better about that. Um, I feel pretty confident saying that they were worse defensively, and and I'm and I'm not so sure to, in, in my view um anyway and and this might just be an an opinion thing as much as anything else but um to me almost the the defensive issues were as much as just a a care factor um as much as as anything else um i think the last couple seasons before before this one i think there were guys who really cared and I think that went a long way defensively. Um, I don't. I don't think their offensive issues with the in C, with the the players of, of seasons past. Your your Ricky Rubios, your Jay Crowders. I don't think the offensive issues were were ever gonna get better. And so you know, some people have said, "Oh, I, I wish they had Ricky Rubio back. I wish they had Derek Favors back." And I, I think the Jazz were still going to be fourth or fifth in the West um, if those guys were were still here, as um, as great uh, of guys as they were. Um, but I do think those guys maybe had more of a care factor than than this year's team does, and, and I think that um, that was concerning to me as we as we inch toward the playoffs. You know where the intensity gets gets heightened and and you kind of need to to be a little bit more chippy um i'm i'm not sure this team had that edge um and and has that edge to to really you know fight um in, in a playoff series and i guess we'll see or, or maybe we won't see um but those those were kind of some of my observations you know, 64, 65 games into this season. 
He is Brian McDonough from the Deseret News with us here on the 90, on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Who's the best team in the league right now, Ryan? Oh, man. I, 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 I thought the Clippers uh, were going to be. I'll, I'll preface that with saying I thought the Clippers were going to be. Um, the Bucks are... I, I think you gotta gotta say the Lakers at this point. Um, the the Clippers hadn't figured it out yet, um, and when when play stopped, I don't think. And um, and the Bucks, the Bucks are good. I, I like the Bucks a lot. Um, but I I will say I, I think part of it is the the LeBron factor, and and maybe maybe that's just me thinking more in a playoff series, you know, who would win in a playoff series. And I, and I think you have to give the LeBron factor a lot of credit, um, in, in the Lakers favor. And, and so, um, I guess if the question is best team, which team is going to win the championship? Yeah. I, I, I don't know if the answer to the, that question is different, but, um, I take it as, as, who would win the championship. And I, and I think the Lakers um, certainly are in the driver's seat there. And, and a huge part of that is, is LeBron. Um, he just, I think he, he can take, he, he, he's always taken more mediocre teams and, and made them great. And the Lakers have talent around him. And, and so I, if this thing gets going again, um, I, I think it's the Lakers title to lose at this point for sure Ryan McDonald with us here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone from the Deseret News and Ryan I know you uh, work on a lot of other stuff uh, not just the jazz anything you want to tease us with what have you been diving into <laughs> well so the the one advantage that that uh, this, this break has, has given me is you know when you're when so much is going on you're kind of just going day to day you know what's what's right in front of me uh, today, whether it be the Jazz or 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 what, whoever, whatever team it might be that day that you're you're worried about. Now with with no one uh, going, um, it's really kind of given given an opportunity to to look at um, issues and or maybe look at other stories um, that are maybe off the beaten path um, that that you can explore. And so I've um, I've I've had some fun. I couple weeks ago i i this is a story i've been um thinking about for a good at least a year or so but just never really had uh, a good chunk of time to do it but there's a a group of jazz fans who get online and and create like different jersey concepts and and they're all like every time one of them releases one it's like oh that is super cool looking and and i'm not artistic at all like i that is not my thing at all and so it was interesting to me to to talk to them um a group of them a a week or two ago um just about kind of their process of of doing that um i'm i'm gonna be kind of working getting some we're getting some things off the ground a little bit those first couple weeks after the lockdown where after things got shut down were um, kind of crazy, you know, keeping up on everything. And now that things are kind of slowing down, we're um, we're diving into to a couple of projects um, that we're going to be getting off the ground. It's um, I'm hoping to kind of reconnect maybe with some some athletes um, of that, that used to play here, whether it be 
um, for the Jazz or, or other teams and just kind of do where are they now um, kind of a kind of series and um, ho- hopefully look into maybe some issues that might take a little bit more in-depth uh, reporting that that um, there wasn't really the time there before previously. So um, it's it's kind of fun. I, I will admit I, I was kind of scared um, when when things uh, shut down. Like, oh, what, what are we going to do? Um, but but I think it's been kind of fun um, in in a way. Obviously, I'd I'd prefer sports to be a a bigger part of our lives. But um, for now, this is this is what we've got and. Um, and it is kind of fun. I'm I'm not complaining too much. So, well, Ryan, we appreciate you jumping on with us. And uh, hey, keep your phone on. I'm sure we'll be bugging you often during this whole thing. <laughs> Sounds great. Uh, I appreciate it, and, and absolutely anytime. Thanks, Ryan. We appreciate you. There you go, Ryan so, McDonald from the Deseret News. So, Jake, let me ask you a question. And this is coming out of left field, right? Okay. Kind of like pigs flying. Okay. Do you see the story that uh, former Wisconsin star and WNBA guard Tamara Moore is uh, is uh, taking a job as a men's basketball coach at uh, a place called Masabi Range College in Minnesota? I don't know how big that college is. How do you feel? about a woman coaching a men's basketball team. Obviously, at the college level, many men coach women's teams. Do you anticipate any kind of problem with this at all? No. I like your answer. I, I, don't, I don't see why it would. Perfectly fine with it. I, I have no reason to believe a woman wouldn't be able to coach a man just like uh, vice versa is true and i think we're overdue for some of this actually yeah i i like it i i think it's cool uh, however there are, pro- there are probably still some holdouts out there that uh pockets of resistance in this regard and uh, i i don't know that for a fact but it seems like anytime you and i have talked about these kinds of things in the past uh, it, it it still raises uh, some questions in some people's minds. I, I think it's a step forward, and I hope she's successful. Can she teach and motivate and be a good example? Uh, well, apparently her coaching resume is one that is essentially she was a girls' high school coach, and that that's that's pretty much it. Yeah. If she's a, a good coach or I feel like she should be a good coach, then yes, please give her that job. I, yeah, I, I like it. I I, I hope that uh, there will be more of this moving forward. All right, coming up next, we have the drops of the day. Stay tuned for that. It's the big show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Utah's most listened to sports radio afternoon show. This is is the big show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union guiding members forward for over 80 years on 975-1280 the zone and the zone sports network Gordon 
Johnson, Jake Scott, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Thanks for making us a part of your day. Want to remind you about our friends at Divi, the modern financial platform for business. See how you can spend smarter at getdivi.com. It's time for the drops of the day. During this pandemic, we've just selected random sound every day at 530 that we want to hear to put us in a good mood and Maybe we can have a uh, a few laughs along the way. Gordon, you and I have a, a little bit of a theme to today. So I figured, should we let Austin go first? Sure. All right. Let's let Austin go first. Austin, what uh, what do we have from you today? Uh, I did not hear this uh, about almost two months ago on Hanson Scotty, but it is pretty good. A family in Australia. Have you ever uh, had too much or something come to you from Amazon? You're like, I didn't order this. Then you go and find out like you pocket ordered something on Amazon. That's never happened to me. Or your child ordered it. (laughs) No, but okay. Well, this family, they ordered this on purpose, but they got way too much. Before toilet paper started flying off the shelves as part of the coronavirus panic, Toowoomba resident Heidi Janetsky accidentally ordered 48 boxes of the product. When it was delivered to her home, she couldn't believe her eyes. But now she's sitting very comfortably on more than 2,000 rolls. When it asked for quantity, I put 48 thinking that would be a box of 48. $3,260 later, a courier arrived at their home with two pallets of toilet rolls. My husband answered the door and um, and he called out to me and said, Haiti, what have you done? They took to Facebook to share their disbelief. It's going to take us uh, 12 years and became the butt of a lot of toilet humour. When it first happened, they all thought we were um, mad and, and, and stupid for making such a silly mistake. But with the product now out of stock in many supermarkets. Now we're like, well, now he's laughing. The Janetskis have turned their oversupply into a fundraising opportunity, helping their daughter's school fund a grade six trip to Canberra. We went, oh yeah, we'll sell some toilet paper as a fundraiser. So we've marked it up just a little bit for our friends who are buying it off us. And the demand for their product, well, you guessed it. We're selling a little bit more this week than we had previously. So I'll be over 50 the next time we needed to order toilet paper. The family of six is now well and truly set, ready to ride out coronavirus with a royal flush. With a royal flush. Okay, come on now. But yeah, fortuitous for them. Come on. (laughs) That sounds like something uh, some guy I know would say. (laughs) Maybe so. Some guy who made a pig's flying joke earlier. So, but wait wait a second. Are we celebrating them marking it up? No, I'm I'm mad about it. It really bothers me. It really bothers me. I don't think they weren't hoarding on purpose. It was a complete accident. They're doing a quote unquote fundraiser for their new yacht off the coast. Well, I mean, come on. I mean, I don't. A fundraiser. (laughs) They're raising funds, all right. Yeah. They're raising prices. I, I don't know about that. If I, 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 and I, I like I'm in the report. Fundamentally opposed to that. The, the lady says, now that it's out of stock. Yeah, of course it's out of. They took two thousand rolls off the shelves. <laughs> they didn't mean to. Give them back. <laughs> but they did. What did they pay for them? Also, like two grand and two then? grand. Now <laughs> they now, paid for those. See, those I want to get to the point paper. in life financially where if two grand leaves my account and it, and I you don't, don't notice, notice it. Yeah. <laughs> What's that like, Gordo? <laughs> Oh, please. Uh, I, I just uh, go ahead and sell it, but maybe for a dime more, but don't be marking it up and extorting your neighbors. What if you don't like your neighbors? <laughs> what, if, what if instead of greed, it's just good old fashioned vindictiveness? <laughs> 
You'll have toilet oh, paper in hell. Then it's okay. Huh? In fact, you know what I would do if I were in their situation and I did not like my neighbors? I would toilet paper their house. And then run the hose over it yeah, so they couldn't gather couldn't it up? use it and all that. You know, the irony there would be... My mother oh, was the type, man. when we got toilet papered, we gathered it up. And we, we used it. I'll teach you to let your dog poop on my lawn. Take that! <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Did you really oh, yeah. gather it up? Oh, yeah, yeah. She made us roll it up. She knew it was our friends. She's like, you go out there, you roll it up, and we used it. Absolutely. Roll it up? How do you re-roll toilet paper? You just put it around your hand and you roll it. You don't have and to put it what? on the roll, and you put it on the back of the toilet, and when you need it, there it is. Wow. She's uh, an environmentalist, huh? No, not that. She likes to save money where she can with <laughs> five kids. Hey, look, everyone. The neighborhood kids donated a bunch of toilet That's paper right. to us. Now That's go right. clean it up. I can't tell you. Having five daughters, how many times uh, that happened to us with uh, the guys trying to impress. Uh, I've just I never really understood Now that. let me ask you this. How many times did you help clean it up? Oh, I did that. I did that. Mm. Yeah, I, yeah, I did. Yes. What happened more recently? You gathered up the toilet paper or mowed the lawn? Oh, gathering up that. Uh, yeah, that yeah. did happen. Yeah. <laughs> well, consistently, I, both I neither like, happened. I didn't like seeing toilet paper draped all over the trees, and so I'd go out there and and help uh, help clean it up. But uh, never, I can't remember <laughs> if it happened, you know, in these times. Then, yeah, you might, uh, you might want to. You know, roll it up like you did, but uh, hey, Gordon. Uh, hey, just just doing this, yelling, Lisa, does not constitute as helping. No, I I went out there to help because I it was a mess. It was a you know, it was a waste. Lisa, look at this mess. He prayed for wind, for it to shake it out of the tree. No, it's it's hard. It's that's the thing. It's tough to get it out of the trees. You know. All right, up next, Gordo. Uh, see, ours have a theme, and uh, yours so I said and mine. for the wind. Oh, good, good for, for yeah. the wind. Uh, we used to have a, <laughs> an employee here on staff. His name's Ajay. Actually, I shouldn't say used to because he still does some stuff for us for the Utah State broadcast. He lives up in Logan. He's on a radio station up there, but he uh, is involved in a couple of absolute classics. Classic moments from the show or from the station. And I'll go first, but both our selections have to do with AJ. We'll start with this. This is Scott Gerard doing play by play for an Aggie game and going to AJ for a sideline report. They're running a promotion, and a young lady was down on the field, and her hair was whipping around a little bit. You wonder if the wind is starting to kick in a little bit. Ajay, if you're down on the field, do we have much of a wind at all down there on the field? Yeah, uh, actually, it's kind of getting cold over here. I'm kind of glad I wore a long sleeve on this field. Nobody cares about that, Ajay. We want to know about the wind. Okay, well, wind's blowing east, uh, and yeah, it, there is a, definitely a wind. If you want to be cold, come to Section Q. Nobody cares about that, AJ. Tell us about the win. I'm sure glad I wore a long sleeve down on the field. It's a little chilly. I'm kind of glad I wore a long sleeve on this field. Nobody cares about that, AJ. We want to know about the win. That is, that is Boy, funny. I sure made the right wardrobe choice. I'm so is glad that... I wore long sleeves. Is that is that funny because we know both of those guys, or is that funny because it's funny? Oh, no, it's funny. That's what he said. <laughs> Nobody cares about that, AJ. Just tell us about the wind. AJ, terrific guy. Oh my god, uh, it's funny. a little chilly. I'm glad I uh, <laughs> glad I wore my long sleeve. Okay, well, wind's blowing east. It's blowing east. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, 
What direction's east? <laughs> the radio listener. It's blowing east. You didn't even say how hard it's blowing. Well, it's blowing east. Wait, what? Well, there's definitely a wind. <laughs> Well, Ajay has a certain way about him uh, that, uh, <laughs> that translates in other areas of expertise, especially all oh, things like punting. What about punting? I mean, how I mean, how in punting, how is there – we just see the guy kick the ball. What details go into punting in situational football? I don't even know where we're at. <laughs> we're talking about punting. Let's go on to something else. All right, now we've got a. There's a little backstory on that because, it's, which makes it funny. So they they were doing the coaches show up in Logan, right? And so Scotty, after his show, has to drive to Logan to do the coaches show, and there was some pretty apocalyptic traffic that was preventing Scotty from getting up the canyon, and so they there was a little panic, right? The, the show must go on. Coach is there. I mean, you're doing uh, – I filled in on that coach's show before. It's a big production. Usually you're at Cafe Sabor or somewhere where, you know, there there are people there to watch in person, and so and Scotty said, Ajay, I'm almost there, but you're going to have to start <laughs> the show. So, of course, Ajay, you know, he's a aspiring radio professional. He's like, all right. It's Ajay's time to shine. Let's get in there and let's host this coach's show. And uh, the the first question out of the gate, bam, punting. I mean, how I mean, how in punting? How is there? We just see the guy kick the ball. What details go into punting in situational football? And the best part about it, the best part about it, and I can't remember exactly what the figure was, but this was two years ago when Utah State was just massacring teams, and they had punted the ball the game before like once, I think, or maybe (laughs) zero times. It was six times all year. Yeah, Yeah. like like if there was ever not a time to ask about punting. (laughs) (laughs) Guy kicked the ball. What details go into punting in situational football? Well, when you're blowing a team out by 30, AJ, and you can't be stopped. What if uh, the wind's blowing east? You know, you, you tell the punter, you say, hey, punter, why don't you sit over there? Well, you put on a long sleeve, and then you go out and you go. <laughs> Stay warm I, down there. <laughs> put on that long sleeve. You're not going to be doing much. Did he? Okay, did he well, he's blowing east. Did he ask AJ you know, what, what, why he asked the question about punting? He was nervous, I'm sure. He was nervous, oh. which is which is why we can't poke too much I, fun. And we love AJ. And we do oh, love yeah. AJ. There's no doubt. I, I always tell the story. My first update I ever gave was, or did on, on Matt radio. Matt Harper had an injury. No, no, no. It was oh. on a Saturday show, and I was throwing to an actuality like a like a sound clip of Jerry Sloan, and I completely forgot what the sound clip was. So I, I get, you know, the Jazz won last, last night, 20 or 75, to blah, 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 and here's what, Jerry Sloan, and then I paused. I didn't, like, I just froze. I didn't play the clip. I didn't go on with the update. Like, I just froze. Just the background music playing? And Jerry Sloan says, and it went on like that for like 15 seconds until I figured out, you know what, I'll just play the sound. So, like, I, I totally get, you know, you get thrown into a, a pressure pack situation like that. You're a little nervous. Out comes a question about punting. At least he said something. I completely froze That's and said right. nothing. That's so, right. you know what? To his credit, at did, least he said something. Did you have, a, like, a, a colleague who happened to say, well, Jake, nobody cares about that? No, I don't. Not <laughs> at the time. Put a hat on. Ajay, is there a wind down there? Oh, man, I'm sure glad I wore my long sleeves down here. It's a little chilly.
Can we hear those back to back again? I mean, it's both of them back to back. Yeah, give me I a just, second. Yeah, that's just uh, I gotta hear. Nobody that. cares about that, RJ. <laughs> Tell us about the wind. It's <laughs> <laughs> oh, so funny. Yeah. Uh, They're so. running a promotion, and a young lady was down on the field, and her hair was whipping around a little bit. You wonder if the wind is starting to kick in a little bit. Ajay, if you're down on the field, do we have much of a wind at all down there on the field? Yeah, uh, actually, it's kind of getting cold over here. I'm kind of glad I wore a long sleeve on this field. Nobody cares about that, Ajay. We want to know about the wind. Okay, well, wind's blowing east, uh, and yeah, it, there is a, definitely a wind. What about punting? I mean, how... I mean, how in punting, how is there, we just see the guy kick the ball. What details go into punting in situational football? I don't even know where we're at. We're talking about punting. Let's go on to something else. <laughs> the funny thing about that is the coach probably has no clue what goes into punting. Who doesn't have any clue? The coach. Matt Wells, yeah, probably not. What does he know about just punting? just the guy you? kick the ball. He just sends him out there and says, kick it. <laughs> Wasn't Matt a former quarterback? You know, and he's he's worried about the macro management of his team. He doesn't know what the punter's doing. All right, there you go. There's your drops of the day brought oh. to you today by our friends at Divi, the modern financial platform for business. See how you can spend smarter at GetDivi.com. You know, t- putting those two things together, uh, Jake, reminds me of who was – was it Sean Landetta? Who was the punter who dropped – who released the ball to punt it? What about and the punting? wind The wind blew up, and the, and the ball – he missed the ball. I mean, that, that combines the, the wind and – the punting technique. I, I think that was uh, Augustus Sampson, actually. Well, Gus is how Gus, yeah. yeah, that's right. Hmm. Well, he, did he have a, a rough morning? Nice. <laughs> Way to tie that into last week. <laughs> All right, stay tuned. More Big Show next, 97.5. <laughs> that's a morning. 1280 The Zone. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Thank you very much for making us a part of your day. We greatly appreciate it. You know what? The Rolling Stones, good choice uh, today by my daughter, Sadie. Love the uh, love the Stones. Can't argue with that. Uh, one of the songs that uh, that Austin played, I, why do, I don't know why I like it so much. But I, I, that's the thing about Stone songs. You know, you, you like some better than others, but I have a hard time explaining why. Like that Shattered song. I like that song. Do you like that one? I do. But I like most of the stuff the Rolling Stones have done. Yeah. Way more well, than the Beatles, for example. Well, I mean, I, I, you know, there are people out there who are Rolling Stones people, and there are people out there who are Beatles people. I, I can make room for that, but you guys run down the Beatles like they're just... What do you Some mean, like room. you guys, like Austin participates? Because I don't think that's the case. Yeah, and there there are Rolling Stones people, and then there are people that are wrong. <laughs> of course. Well, I, w- I wouldn't expect anything 
less than that from you. Oh well, I, I'm just because but I'm I don't right. Think, uh, Austin's not a big Beatles guy, are you? Austin? Nope. They're fine for for a acid tripping band that wrote some crazy stuff. They're not bad. Man, you guys, this is blasphemous. It really is a hard time with that. I don't know. I like my rock stars clean and sober. I don't know about you guys. <laughs> we did have that discussion the other day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's... Give uh, me that's the sons the of Provo. <laughs> I just, I do get tired of the cliche of, of why is it that every... Every band has to go off the deep end in their pursuit of fame and fortune. Because they can't? Uh, by the way, by the way, I watched Almost Famous at your... Did you? Your hey, I, I'm I curious. Did. did you like it? Uh, I did. I I really... It was painful to me to watch it, really. Why? Why painful? Uh, just, just from a standpoint, a professional standpoint of uh, this kid was so young... For those of you who haven't seen it, it's about this young kid that once is an aspiring rock journalist, and he goes on the road with a fictitious band, and uh, it's real in the movie, obviously. But uh, and then he struggles with the balance between being friends with members of the band and being a so-called journalist for Rolling Stone, and it goes from there. Was it? But did it remind you of Casey Kasem and your friendship there? No, oh. uh, because uh, Casey wasn't a friend of mine. He was just a fan. But uh, <laughs> I, it, 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 I wanted the kid to have a little more backbone than that. And I understand it. I mean, I've, I've covered a lot of people through the years, and I, and, and personally, you might like someone better than someone else, uh, and and maybe with a few exceptions, uh, because I do have some friends who uh who I can write about or talk about and I really like them uh and so I don't want to be completely hypocritical about it but on the whole as far as a journalist goes you can't you can't approach it the way that kid did but he eventually got it right that's yeah, the point of the he, story he, he was yes, uh he I was know. lured by it by like so many other rock journalists out there who just want to be a part of the scene and right. he eventually writes the story and the the guitar player backs him up on it even though the rest of the band uh wants a like a puff piece i thought you would like that i thought you would like I, I that did. aspect of I, uh of the tale i did like it uh i but it was when as he was learning his lessons it was uh, i wished uh, he's so young that i wished he could learn them quicker uh but uh yeah i it uh it was uh an interesting a fresh way back in 2000 to, to, to sort of tell that story i have known people uh, on the sports side, who have been kind of like that, maybe not to that extent as a young kid, but uh, pretty friendly. I'll say it that way. And at some level, you that that is that is a bridge you got to cross and figure it out for yourself. The rumor is is that Cameron Crowe, who this is semi autobiographical, by the way, but uh, the rumor is he combined three bands, and I know. Well, it's it's supposedly Led Zeppelin, uh, Leonard Skinner, and I think the Alma Greg Brothers. Allman. The yeah, yeah, yeah. the the, uh, the Golden God part that's definitely Led Zeppelin. The uh-huh. the plane crash part that is definitely Leonard Skinner. Right. And I believe yeah, there's some Allman Brothers in there somewhere. Yeah, and even his mother uh, told some stories about uh, what his frame of reference was in 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 that movie. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, you can't, you can't, yeah, you gotta, you gotta find a way to do your job 
without letting that sort of thing get in your way. And isn't uh, oh man, why am I why am I going blank? Uh, rest his soul, the actor uh, who plays Lester oh, Bangs, Phil- uh, Philip, Philip Seymour Hoffman, Phil- isn't he great yeah. in that movie? Yeah. Now, yeah. Jim Morrison, there's a drunken buffoon posing as a poet. Now give me the guess who, who had the courage to be <laughs> drunken buffoons and that made them poetic. <laughs> Amazing. Do you know that the kid in that movie, and now he's probably a full-grown adult, I don't, I don't know. If, I don't Patrick Fugit is his yeah, name. Yeah, he's a kid from Salt Lake City. Yep, went to East High School. In fact, I have, oh, a, good, I have a good friend who was his junior high girlfriend. Oh, really? Is he continued on in acting? Yeah. I'm sure he has, but Crow kind of plucked him out of obscurity. If you look into it, he was just kind of some kid who wanted to audition for the role, had no real track record, and uh, he thought he was perfect for the so, part. I saw him most recently in that. I'm sure he's done stuff since then, but that movie, uh, Matt Damon, They Bought a Zoo. We Bought a Zoo. Oh, yeah. Is he in that? Movie, is yeah. he? Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's no longer... A uh, seventeen-year-old kid, right? I mean, they well, said time that didn't he, stand he's, still. He's the only human to ever stop aging, be, but still be, live. What yeah. would he be then? Thirty? Or was he be thirty-six? Something like that? I don't know. Well, maybe even a little old older because that was ninety-nine, right? Or two thousand? Two thousand, I think. And I don't know whether he's thirty-seven. He was Seventeen. Thirty-seven. Thirty-seven. Hey, I'm glad you watched it. I thought you'd like it. Yeah, I, I thought it was interesting uh, in a lot of respects, especially that one because you tipped me off about that anyway. So I was keeping my eye open for it but isn't it interesting that people at a certain stage like in 1970 parents thought uh, rock and roll music was going to lead to the end of the world Uh, I think we've gotten by all right on that yeah I think yeah I think we've we've done all right last time I checked like Jake said last hour the Bible you who and vegetables. That's it. Nothing else. That's all we're allowed to do during this whole situation. That's it. And now, and now Jake has his uh, two and a half year old daughter picking out the very same rock albums that uh, this kid's mom thought was going to lead to his uh, ultimate demise. She did pick Death Row last week. She did. That's true. So you yeah. never know. Although even that, well, how old's that music? That's right. It's probably that. The world uh, has survived rock music. Yeah. And now all the 70-year-olds out there, 80-year-olds are, are rock fans that are... That's funny how, how time goes by and people's attitudes about certain things change. All right. We'll have more Big Show straight ahead. Stay tuned. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Wrapping up a big show for a Monday right here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, we appreciate you making us a part of it. And Gordon, another day down, man. Another day. We had a lot of fun today, though, Jake. Uh, Some at our own expense and some uh, at the expense of our colleagues here at the radio station. But we had had fun. That was the main thing, right? Which is always fair game because it seems like our colleagues never seem shy about teasing us. And even my wife got in on the. What was that all about? Well, that wasn't public. That was just amongst us. You want to bring that onto the radio? <laughs> we were no. teasing. Uh, we were teasing you about how your solution uh, to when uh, your house got toilet papered was just to say Lisa, and uh, Lisa happened to uh, say that's exactly what happened. That she was kidding. She's my wife's got a good sense of humor. She does, but I didn't get the impression she would have to. She was kidding, <laughs> and that's a great point, Austin. She would have to, wouldn't she? Yep. 
Mm, All of our wives would have to, actually. Yeah, I'm not alone in that. Come on now. Anyway, I suppose. Yeah, it's, it's but it's been, been a fun day. day. Yeah, yeah, we had we had a lot of fun. Learned about punting. We did. We talked about punting. We talked about wind down on the field. Yeah. Pigs uh, careful how many uh, toilet paper rolls you order on Amazon. Yeah, yeah indeed. Uh, we talked to Ryan McDonald from the Deseret News. Big thanks to him for jumping on today. Of course, Chris Mannix, our daily assist, and I thought Chris was particularly good today, Gordo. Yeah, no doubt about it, and, and uh, some important questions to him as it pertains to the Jazz and as it pertains to basketball moving forward. Uh, yeah, it was, it was good today. We had a new segment, too, guys. We did. Yeah, what's going on? Top 3 o'clock hour? Yeah, today was good, Gordo. I'm glad. Yeah. Uh, we'll see. How do you think this thing is going to work out with uh, with Rudy and, and Donovan? I think, think they're— they're going to be fine. They're going to yeah. both take their millions of dollars and go play basketball. And I genuinely believe both of them when they say they want to win and they want to win here. So they're going to figure out a way to do it. Yeah, I agree with that. Although I do think you have to you have to face the difficulties, whatever the troubles were between the two. And I think it goes beyond just the COVID-19 thing. I think there are other issues that we're kind of building a little bit, as there is with, you know, I mean, this is unusual. I think this kind of thing does happen on a team probably more often than people know. It's just that usually people don't know. So, but don't ignore it, you know, get the guys together, well, uh, on the phone, teleconferencing, whatever, Zoom, whatever you got to do and have them talk it through and and then move on to to better, better days, better things. All right, Gordon, I will see you tomorrow. Enjoy your evening, my friend. You too, Jake. And Austin, uh, be safe, everybody. All our listeners, we appreciate you tuning in. We'll talk to you tomorrow on The Big Show, 97.5 and 1280.